Welcome to the Marriage and Movies Podcast with your hosts, Terry and Selena Schilling. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Marriage and Movies. We've got take 10. (laughs) And this is going to be a lot of fun because it's Terry and I, your amazing duo hosts. The marriage yes. and the movies part of marriage and movies. We're going to be talking marriages. <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the whole package part of it. The husband and wife. The marriage part and the movies part. I like that. You just went with it. You just started talking and, you know, let the brain tell you what to say next. I love it. Yep. Oh, man. Ten episodes in already, Selena. We've actually, you know, a lot of people listening to us have known we've been on a few hiatuses, especially when we started with the pandemic. But we're happy to be back because there's a ton of stuff to talk about today. Uh, in the past couple of weeks of what we've watched recently, um, and also talk about some of the marriage things that have been going on with us, uh, maybe give some relatable relationship advice as well, which is how we're going to start today's show, Selena. Let's get into it. So marriage moments. You have something that you brought up to me this week, an idea. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the listeners what this, not really idea, like a method concept is. Perfect. Okay. So, well, there was Valentine's Day that passed. If you decided to celebrate that, congratulations, you celebrated a Hallmark holiday. Uh, But so this kind of brought (laughs) up an idea. So the idea and the concept is, can you go all the way? And what this entails. Yeah, yeah. Cue some sexy (laughs) Marvin Gaye music there. (laughs) And what this entails. Is uh, so you were very thoughtful and you did get me a gift for Valentine's Day, which is very nice and appreciated. And part of that gift was a dinner date for a virtual class that we will be taking. And this got me thinking, did he go all the way, though? Did he put it in the calendar? Did he look (laughs) up to see what ingredients we need? Is he going to go grocery shopping for them? Because if you didn't, you have just provided three different tasks for me to complete for my gift that you got for me. Or or complete the task together, which still doesn't defeat the purpose. I still didn't go all the way. This is actually pretty – I love this idea. It's, it's so true. It's like, the, it's like the definition of it's the thought that counts, right? That is – very nice to think that that is what counts. <laughs> exactly. But, or and, you know, when it comes to gift giving, gift receiving, uh, you know, within a marriage, within a relationship, it's wonderful. You know, you've maybe gone out and purchased the card. You've maybe written a little note in it. You have the gift to give it. But think about the gift. Is there additional, you know, decision making that needs to be done upon receiving the gift. So another example is, you know, let's just imagine everyone, we can go out and about in restaurants and we're just having a great time. Everyone's healthy and everyone has funds to go out and you line up a wonderful dinner date with your significant other. You tell them, hey, guess what? Friday night, we're going out. The other individual is probably very excited. Not a lot of going out happening right now. Not a lot of reasons to get out of your leggings here. So... Uh, you've got, you've got the dinner date set up, but did you go all the way? If you have children, did you line up a babysitter? If you have a dog or a a pet, did you line up pet sitting? Is that needed for this? Did you look at, 
uh, you know, transportation to and from the restaurant? Did you look up maybe even going a little bit further, getting them a little outfit to wear? That way, so the individual doesn't have to go into their decision-making closet, which is a never-ending black hole of, why doesn't this fit me anymore? And you've got that put together. Can you go all the way? This is going to be a segment we're going to introduce, and I'm very excited to talk about it. Maybe help some individuals along the way of like, you know what? I didn't think about that. And that could be very helpful to my significant partner. Yeah, I love this. And it's interesting because some people may think like, well, do I have to do this every time now? Like think about this and not, I would say not necessarily to it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, all right. All right. I get it. I get it. But I'm just like, okay. I'm just saying like, people just be like, what, every time I make a decision or like plan something for us, it's just like, yeah, think about this. Because like, if you're planning a special date, like go all the way and do those little things. Here's a, here's an example, just to toot my own horn a little bit. And let's just see what Selena's response is to this. This is just a small thing that happened yesterday. We were going out um, to go pick up a book in a neighborhood in Chicago in Hyde Park, mm-hmm. right? And so we knew that you had to be back at three. We left about 1.30. And we were looking to, you know, I made the suggestion of let's, we'll grab lunch at Hyde Park after the bookstore. But ahead of time, instead of us getting the book and then being like, okay, what should we eat? Let's drive around and find something to eat. I looked up a place mm-hmm. and looked up, looked up where to go. And so we had that. But now as I'm talking this out loud, I didn't quite go all the way because no, I didn't have a menu or send you the link or find out exactly like parking. There are some other things involved. So it's just like I mm-hmm. took one step of knowing where to go to save time. Um, but then it's just like, here's the menu for you to look at. So you can pick mm-hmm. and then we'll go order it ahead of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just kind of like some of those like time saving, those decision making moments where it's like, you know, a human being makes this is I feel like a fun fact that could look up the amount of decisions that you make every single day. It can be exhausting. Uh, yeah. And, you know, when the other person, when your partner has provided a wonderful moment, a wonderful you know opportunity, and they have uh, you know made some of the decision making less for the other individual. That is so appreciated because yes. it's just it can be really exhausting. Yeah, so like yesterday, I had quite a few events going on. I had a, some professional development meetings, and lunch sounded great. I was like perfect, and I was at the point. Point me in any direction for food, and that sounds delicious. We're gonna just do that. <laughs> Exactly. And you did. You found a wonderful sandwich shop, but then it was like, well, where's the menu? Can we just do curbside? Where is their parking? This is taking so <laughs> long and time is running out. I was like, we have to be back soon. Uh, but right. I mean, the end of the story, though, it was like, so it was part of a, a, a part of the Valentine's Day that you got me. It, it was a book that you took the time to look into that I'm very excited to start reading. Um, it's Bill Gates' newest book. Um, and then you know, you went out and found somewhere for lunch. So that was great. Um, you yeah. know, so yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. I feel, like, I feel like you have to provide at least one example where I have gone all the way for you. Because I feel like there have been many times where mm. I have. Oh, you. <laughs> can't think of any, baby. Can't think of any. Let me go back. We don't have enough time on the show for me to think about Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was just going to say, I looked up 35,000. We make an estimated er- average adult makes about 35,000 remotely conscious decisions each day. Yeah. It's crazy. 35. That's a lot. Yeah. Hey, wow. Yeah. What you do I'm... do. 
Go ahead. Just sorry, you do a, a ton of examples of this. Just like even some of our first, like our second date, you planned out all the stops. You knew what games are on because I was, you know, paying attention to my interest as well. How we were going to get to each place. You knew where to park. There was all of those little things involved. You're really great at that for sure. Thanks, sweetie. You're welcome. And there's been many other times between our second date. Sure, and then I know, I know. It's, it's one example that one example that came to mind. Perfect. But there are tons. Yeah. Okay. Also, also within the marriage, you know, Selena and I humbly stay stay busy in our careers every day. We have a lot going on, and then this podcast is obviously a borderline is like a hobby, another interest that we have to talk about it, and we're looking to trying to grow through multiple different channels of social media, which, you know, we're trying to get better at that. But, you know, recently, just with our work schedule and other things that we have going on, we're really facing like legitimate burnout by the time we get home where we're not really feeling present with each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So it's tough. And, you know, making some unhealthy decisions of maybe having, you know, cocktails a little bit late or snacking much later than we want, not mm-hmm. getting enough sleep. Uh, working on the laptop or other things and, you know, not having conversations with one another. Right. So, you know, we're trying to incorporate some other things and just some organization and scheduling into our routine. So there's just better communication and helping us avoid that burnout. Yeah, this is, yeah, we are, um, what is this now? 11 months pretty much into the pandemic, which is still going on. So we are not able to see, uh, you know, a lot of our friends that we would love to go see. We're not able to go out and, you know, engage in a lot of the activities. Usually within a year's time frame, uh, you know, you and I, we we would have done some traveling. We haven't really left uh, the city limits of Chicago uh, in about 11 right. months. We haven't been on an airplane right. in over a year. Uh, we definitely haven't left the state. Uh, and, you know, so we don't have these, these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? These out, oh my God, why can't Outlets? Outlets. <laughs> we don't have these outlets that we're typically engaging in. And so we're definitely putting a lot more, I, I say pressure loosely on, you know, within the marriage of like, okay, you are my partner and then you are the only person that I see pretty much in real life. Uh, you right. know, day to day. And it, it is, it's, it's, it's tough. It's difficult. Uh, so, you know, we, we did have, um, you know, some really good conversations on this is like, why is this difficult for us? What can we do to better help this and support this? Um, you know, this is something right. very situational based uh, during a global pandemic. Uh, and, you know, something that we did introduce, I don't know if you want to, we can talk about this, uh, the Loom Journal. That yeah. we have, uh, you know, started to um, to incorporate in our day to day life as a, a different way to communicate, uh, because you can verbally communicate, you can talk with someone, but as Terry just, you know, pointed out, we make thirty five thousand decisions in a day. Sometimes it's like I really don't have the words to say with you right now, and you know, we're on yeah. we're on Zoom calls all day long. Uh, so we introduced a written, tangible journal for us to exchange conversations on, and I I think it's going very well. It's just really nice to kind of pause and take a moment and reflect on the marriage and reflect on this right. relationship with what's important and what's what's keeping me going, which is a yeah, lot. Yeah, absolutely. And the Loom Journal is really like advertised as like couples therapy for yourself where you can write down, they ask you different questions of how you're feeling um, and just being honest. I think in written form, it's just easier to be vulnerable because there's like this lower barrier of entry 
if you will, to share your feelings because like face to face, it just, it's easy to judge and react in the moment when you're talking about this stuff. So Mm -hmm. then like it's, you're just a little bit more shy about it. So the loom journal has been, you know, really eye opening to me. And even like when I first started filling it out, feels like I was just being, you know, giving some cookie cutter answers and not being as vulnerable, you know, to be helpful, to make it really, you know, effective for us. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been a learning lesson. And, and honestly for us, like we're, we're, we're scheduling, we're doing meal planning again, and we're looking Mm -hmm. at like how many home cooked meals we can do compared to we go out, no drinking past 9 PM during the week. And yes, there's days where we don't follow it, but it's just a way for us to track. And it's really enlightening to see maybe how much times we do drink throughout the week or like how many times we do snack later. Um, These are just things that we like to be mindful of. And then we're also just like scheduling days and nights where it's like, hey, let's play video games tonight. You know, or like this could be one of the nights where we work a little bit at home, like on passion projects, like personal development stuff. Um, Yeah. And and just trying to find like movies that we want to watch. Yes. And something else that's really important for us too is just working out, working out and, you know, physical yeah, activity. That's something very important for us that we consistently do just about every single day, whether, you know, the duration of it or the magnitude of, uh, you know, of, of the activity, it may not be that high or what it used to be. You know, I used to go to a physical class um, for high intensity interval training. So for HIT classes, I used to do that. I miss that so much. Um, and yes, you can. Yeah you know, log into a Zoom and, uh, you know, attend the class that way. But it's definitely not the same. Uh, and you have to have the equipment, you know, a lot of times, which I, I do not have a lot of that equipment. Uh, and yeah. yeah, so it's 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 definitely been difficult. And I feel like, you know, as we're kind of coming up to the year marker of the pandemic, uh, it's just kind of been like, wow, it's been a year and like still haven't seen a lot of people who we really miss seeing. And who knows what traveling is going to, when that will kind of really kick back in. Um, But yeah, just kind of just taking a moment to be a little bit real, maybe, you know, taking away some of the, the curtain here, peeking back behind it of, you know, within our relationship, this is marriage and movies. And I think it is important to be transparent, um, you know, within, within our relationship. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's been, um, it's definitely been a challenge, but we're overcoming it together and yeah. you know, putting putting processes in place. You know, and this yep. podcast too is just becoming a nice healthy outlet. Even though it can be frustrating mm-hmm. organizing and planning it and like overwhelming for all the stuff we want to do. But you know, mm-hmm. it's just like putting the footstep forward to actually go out and do it. Um, and we're having a lot of fun with it. I feel like our chemistry yeah. is there, which it should be because we're husband and wife. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> you know, I feel like we're getting more comfortable in general. Yes. Yep. Should yeah. we transition now over to some fun movies that we watched together and had a really good weekend? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's do it. Perfect. Let's get into some of the things that we've been watching lately. Uh, this past week, we we started a film on HBO Max titled called Judas in the Black Messiah, Selena. Mm-hmm. And this movie... Getting some Oscar buzz, Golden Globe buzz, and rightfully so, because Selena and I thoroughly enjoyed all aspects of this movie. Yep. Yeah. So let's go ahead and give kind <laughs> of like a an overview on this. Okay. So for those who may not know, yep. so this is this is a story about Fred Hampton. And so us being here in Chicago, this also is a, is an important time frame, an important 
role, an important movie. Um, very unfortunately, because uh, I guess, spoiler, maybe if you don't know the history, Fred Hampton was murdered by the Chicago police. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he was a very um, significant individual here in Chicago with helping the community. Um, he really, you know, I really think um, had his murder not occurred, there would have been some significant progress. And uh, I, I think he would have just continued contributing to the black community in, in just such a positive way. Um, right. yeah. It is it is very, very unfortunate um, that his his murder did happen. Uh, yeah. So this this talks about, you know, Fred Hampton, the charismatic activist. Um, he became the chairman of the Illinois chapter uh, for the Black Panther Party. And he was unfortunately in the crosshairs of the government, uh, you know, within for FBI and the Chicago police. Uh, uh, Edgar Hoover from the FBI really was uh, put a spotlight uh, on him yeah. and the Black Panther Party. Uh, so that is a really important part of history that I don't think is really talked about. Uh, you know, Terry, when we were watching this, you know, you and I both were reflecting we are here in Chicago and we both went to school in the suburbs here. I don't recall this chapter in history being taught. Do you? Yeah, no, I don't. And even if it was it, I mean, clearly something was lost in translation because it never really stuck with you, which means like we didn't really dive into this more. It's like a 21 year old male was killed by the Chicago police orchestrated by the FBI Mm -hmm. to develop equal rights now, some may argue that their tactics were a little extreme, but that's just like what they're trying to feed you. They were using the the tools that they had, which that was their voice, which yeah. was their voice in the power of people. Yes, things got violent, but things were escalated, you know, because like they wanted to show you that they were violent people. And when I say yeah. they, it just means like the Chicago police, you mm-hmm. know, and the FBI, because they were forming all these different political parties you know, locally um, going up against the police. And, you know, it's stuff that we still see today. And it was mm-hmm. just really, it really ages well. And I think what the cool part about, if you will, about this movie is they focus on a character too, Bill O'Neill, played by Le- mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield, who was a pretty much an FBI operant. Like he went undercover with the Black Panther crew and was the head of security detail for the Chicago chapter. Yeah. So this is a guy who like, the FBI personally sought after after he was arrested and they mm-hmm. got him to be an FBI informant for, you know, obviously to then, you know, repaid him lucratively, you know, to help. And, you know, clearly, you know, Bill O'Neill started to have more, get more attached to Fred Hampton in the, in the chapter and realized how, you know, conflicting it was and tried to mm-hmm. get out of it. Um, and they go into detail at the end of it and like how he did his only, you know, face-to-face interview talking about his time there, you know, because he was still alive after all of this at the time, even when Fred Hampton passed away. But um, it's really interesting. And like Jesse Plemons plays Roy Mitchell, the FBI agent who recruited Lakeith Stanfield. Um, And you mentioned Fred Hampton, Selena, and Daniel Kaluuya, you know, guy from uh, Get Out, uh, Mm -hmm. also in, you know, uh, Black Panther, in the movie. Um, And Lakeith Stanfield, got to know him from Atlanta, you know, also in a lot of other things now. And he's just the performances by both of them. You know, we'll get into more of like the film aspect of here. Thanks, Selena. Um, yeah. Both acting well, let's, let's, was okay. so good. Go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, let's, well, let's talk about the title. 
So Judas and the Black Messiah. So I, I, I feel like I can kind of maybe state. I'll, I'll state for myself. I, I am not a religious or you know individual. I don't know much on, you know, the Bible. Uh, but so Judas. Uh, so he was one of the twelve disciples. And, uh, you know, according to multiple gospels, uh, Judas betrayed Jesus. And so I just really feel like that reflects into this of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Will, Bill, Will O'Neill, right? Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill, uh, Bill yeah. O'Neill who, you know, was really placed in this very unfortunate position and essentially betrayed, uh, you know, Fred Hampton and gave up information that did contribute to his murder. Uh, so I just thought that mm-hmm. was really great. Just a nice reflection in the title there. Um, I'm sure probably a yeah. lot of other people picked it up faster than I did. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, just the title I thought was really great. Uh, this this was directed. Uh, so it's available on HBO. Uh, and it was directed by yep. Shaka King. Um, yep. And she also uh, was a... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just say Ryan Coogler too, who directed Black Panther, who was an executive producer on this as well. Like two of the big names, you know, involved. Um, just a lot of a lot of talent that we've been seeing, like up and coming talent, especially black talent, you know, creating this film. And honestly, it was just like so powerful too, just like with the music aspect of it. Like it really mm-hmm. felt like like a Scorsese esque type of movie in the storytelling of it. It was just really, really impactful. Yeah, Shaka King, he also was a writer uh, for this as well. And someone who mm-hmm. we who we didn't um talk on was uh Dominique. So her performance, she plays uh Fred mm. Hampton's uh, uh partner and yeah. her performance in this. Wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. Yeah, especially at the end there as well. I it's just mm-hmm. like all powerhouse performances. It's just like the way that like Lakeith Stanfield acting, you could really tell the conflict that was going on. And Daniel Kaluuya's charisma of it, mm-hmm. especially when he was speaking in the public. And I just want to talk about the cinematography as well. Uh, the cinematographer, mm-hmm. Sean Bobbitt, who has done films um, such as uh, 12 Years a Slave, uh, The Place Beyond the Pines, two popular movies that he's done. Um, but Selena, like we, like we talked about it, they really get like intimate shots of it. It really mm-hmm. feels like, like Lakeith Stanfield, when he walks into the bar at the beginning, you kind of get his point of view of how he's scoping things out, you mm-hmm. know, just to make sure that this is going to go well for him. You get that from the cinematography. When the Keith Stanfield is backing up in a car in one scene, like you get to like, it almost seems like you're sitting in the back seat with him and you're yeah. just like seeing his point of view. And when they're talking and Daniel Kaluuya is moving around on stage and talking within the group, you kind of get, you get, well, yeah, kind of, you get this view like you're in the room moving side by side with them. It yeah, was just I, really intimate and really helped move the story along. I did, I love the transitions too. Just like when uh, there was a, a yeah. scene where he was in his jail cell and how they transitioned, you know, the the dark scene then into like I I just, I just really loved how they how they did this. Um, oh yeah, the scene where like the explosion happens, it goes to black, and then you see yep. like Kalua in the in jail in the jail uh, cell. Really smart, really smart elements there. Yeah. Yeah, cinematography, yeah. acting, directing, writing, the history, the historical point um, that they br- brought to it. Um, I, I, yeah, I am kind of curious. You know, for a lot of individuals, is this going to be the first time maybe that they hear about Fred Hampton of like what happened? Uh, yeah. You know, it's 
Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, Definitely on a watch. I I hope it does get some uh, you know, nominations and win some awards. Not to say that that is the end all be all. Um, but you know, I I I hope it does get some recognition. And you know, as oh, I'm sure absolutely. we will as I'm sure you know, we will continue on um, during this time frame of, of the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, there was a lot of significant movements that happened here in Chicago that I would really love to talk more on. Um, and there are some really good movies, too, that do uh, depict this time frame as well. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think just being here in Chicago, just being really grateful that, you know, we we can have access to, you know, certain locations of like, this is where this really happened. Uh, yeah. So just be more knowledgeable on that and we will talk about it more in the show much more to come absolutely and also you get a martin sheen in full-on makeup as j edgar hoover so there's i mean <laughs> you know you do get that element of this movie too um but definitely like from the critics couch standpoint selena we watched this on a tuesday night but i like highly recommend it this is a friday night you know friday night date night whatever you have it like yeah you know, movie to watch for a couple. Absolutely. Yeah. For anyone. Yeah. Speaking of another movie, that's like a Friday night uh, pick. Yeah. I, we highly recommend this movie that came out on Netflix this past weekend. I care a lot starting, Mm -hmm. starring Rosamund Pike and Peter Dinklage. Wow. What a story this is. Here's the synopsis from IMDb. And then Selena, you can give your initial reactions. A crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of her elderly ward meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she first appears. Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl, you know, acclaim, but we didn't really know, have too much expectations, Selena, but what were your reactions after watching this movie? So this movie, so I kept asking, like, is this based on a true story? Did this, like, really happen? Like, oh, my gosh. Uh, And as far as I know, no, it didn't. Uh, However, it definitely instilled some fear of you know maybe not having your legalities in order uh and mm-hmm. you know when good when bad things happen to good people uh this is just a, a really interesting take uh involves some capitalism uh as well some of that mind frame yeah. here of opportunities uh who are they for and who benefits and who does not uh, so I thought that was really interesting. And I, I do think this movie will get maybe a little bit more publicity uh, because of what's out. happening with Britney <laughs> yeah. Spears right now and mm. her guardianship. Yeah, uh, so I, I think there will be kind of some crossover with this. And I, you know, I do hope, um, you know, with what is happening with Britney Spears, that she does continue to get more of her independent rights back. Uh, so I, I, I really do um, hope that that happens. But uh, for this movie, for I care a lot. Uh, yeah, again, not having your legalities in order, or not having the resources to get your legalities in order. Wow, this is um a little terrifying. <laughs> yeah, I looked. Yeah, it's not based on a true story, but the events mm-hmm. that happen, if you like, are real. Like this stuff does happen. So she has figured out a business model. Some say it's a scam, but it's if there's such a term, it's a legal scam for what she's mm-hmm. doing. So she's finding. It's just unethical. She's working with, you know, physicians on patients who are, who can be borderline said like they can't take care of themselves. And then they look up to see if they have any next of kin, what's in their will, how much wealth have they, have they earned? What's their house? And then once she becomes a legal guardian for these individuals, she auctions off all their stuff Mm -hmm. to pay herself. 
and to help pay for fees. But then she's got an inside deal with the with the senior living home mm-hmm. as well. So everybody's getting a little piece of the pie, but she just gets the biggest slice, Rosamund yep. Pike's character. And then, yeah, the one woman that she finds, which they call a cherry, you know, is she a cherry? Whatever. She has tons of wealth developed, no next of kin, uh, pretty much just, you know, really nothing that really attached to her as far as just like people who like she would give her wealth to. Right. Just so now, a lot of money. Rosamund, yeah, she becomes a legal guardian. And then like, like I said in the synopsis, this woman does not appear to who she needs to be. She ends up having a fake identity. You know, we're getting into spoiler zones here, everybody. So if you haven't watched this, pause it and fast forward a little bit. Um, but then it just becomes that like this lady, you know, is somebody else, but has a ton of wealth and that, you know, she's trying to hide. And Peter Dinklage is her son. And yeah. now she's then Peter Dinklage is going after Rosamund Pike. And then like violence ensues. Some actually graphic violence throughout all this. So it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty interesting. And there's a lot of twists and turns. And the ending is wild. We won't spoil yeah, would, the ending. Yeah, would be curious but to yeah. kind of know what do people think of it? Is this what you thought? Would you do the same? Uh, yeah. yeah. But then next yeah. up, we've got yeah, To on. All the Boys <laughs> I've Loved Before. The final all, chapter. Yep, the final chapter, always and forever. Came out on Netflix a couple weekends ago in February, right before Valentine's Day, um, starring Lana Condor and Noah Centineo. Um, yeah, like you said, the third movie in this trilogy. Um, and we'll be brief on this, Selena. Cute, cute series. I thought this one was better than the second one. I'd probably go order the first one, always and forever, and then uh, the second one in the series but what were your mm-hmm. overall thoughts on this one so i it, this one is a little bit of a long movie uh they covered a lot uh high school is not fun college it gets way better <laughs> uh some freedom and involved just, for sure <laughs> yes uh you know i thought yeah. you know at certain points into it i was wondering why do they introduce uh, you know like her younger sister's uh, boyfriend, you know, storyline. Like, why did they introduce that? What does it have to do with this? It, it, it just didn't seem like it went anywhere or didn't help the movie kind of. Right. Um, yeah. I I mean, I was I was really curious how it was going to end. You know, were they going to try and force this relationship in college? Was she going to be making her decision making of where she went based upon her boyfriend? Which, to anyone out there, please don't do that. Don't. Go out and, you know, find your independence. Uh Make the best decision for you for uh, continuing your education because trust me, it doesn't always work. And that's not always a bad <laughs> thing. It's not. Right. Oh my, please grow and like continue to go out there. Uh, so, I mean, I thought it was cute. Um, nothing I would probably rewatch. I would say maybe the first one was probably the best one. Um, I right. don't think I will read these books either. Uh, but yeah, it was cute. A nice watch. And don't make decisions based on. A boy. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. I won't add anything on top of that just to not dig my own grave at all. But <laughs> next one on what we've watched, more like I watched most of this. We started this. Yeah. Selena yeah. took a break and then I got her back in a little bit at the end there. But crime yep. scene, the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Now, immediately when I see the word crime scene, I think of forgetting Sarah Marshall, where it's the the fake series that Kristen Bell's character, aka Sarah Marshall, stars in, where it's crime scene, scene of the crime, and they have all these fun things. I'm like, oh, I can't believe they called this show crime scene. But the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Now, the Cecil Hotel is a famous 
uh, budget hotel, if you will, in downtown Los Angeles. So it mm-hmm. opened in the 1920s, really when Los Angeles was roaring as this, you know, populated, uh, it was becoming really popular for people to settle down there. And then Hollywood started to evolve from there as well. But the hotel, it looks beautiful on the inside from a lobby, in, in the lobby, very opulent, right? But that it's right next to Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles. It's, so it's there's right a, in it. It's right yeah. there. It's right in it. And they house a lot of, you know, homeless people, uh, you know, from who live on Skid Row. So there's a lot of individuals coming in and out of there. Um, and then they just goes, but it really focuses on a story of a 21 year old uh, girl, woman from Canada named, uh, oh my gosh, Elisa, Elisa Lamb. Yeah. We'll pause that. It focuses on a 21 year old girl from Canada named Elisa Lamb. And she comes down from, for a trip, a solo trip. And basically, then she disappears after a little bit. Now, she was very active on Tumblr, so people could see you know, a lot of her thoughts ahead of time. But what really drove this story into the media was that the last footage of her before she disappeared was in this elevator. And she has this very uneasy behavior. And how they like promote this makes it seem like, could she have been possessed? Like, was she on drugs? Yeah. Was somebody chasing her? And it just goes all into this. And then the LAPD decided to release this footage because they haven't solved the case yet. And that's when all the web sleuths started doing their thing and coming up with conspiracy theories throughout it. Which ton of conspiracy theories. Yeah. And like you go into it, they end up finding her. They find the body. They find the body. um, And then they're trying to solve the case. And they go into a couple people who became victims of the conspiracy theories. Um, They go a lot of detail about Los Angeles and Skid Row. Um, and they it, had the manager I, of the Cecil Hotel at the time. It's a, it's an entertaining, and I think it's worth a watch. It is, and this is a really, really unfortunate example of correlations being contrived as causations. So they go into, uh, you know, an individual who stayed at the hotel, not any, any, any time as this incident occurred, but unfortunately, due to his behavior, his appearance. He really became a victim of web sleuths who were who were threatening right. to kill him, uh, and he really got just um, looped into this very unfortunate, uh, you know, death that occurred there. And yeah. you know, just something too to kind of keep in mind of this is this has fifteen floors. There's over seven hundred rooms. Uh, it's a very large building. And, you know, as Terry mentioned, this was built in the 1920s, so right before the Great Depression happened. So money, you know, at this time, everybody, everybody was spending money left and right. Uh, right. And, right. you know, it is just really unfortunate of, of what ended up happening, um, you know, to to this young woman. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it yeah, is an absolutely. interesting storyline. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Watch. Definitely. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. Um, but those are the big things that we've watched. Uh this past week. Um, but we'll wrap it up on this as far as shows that we watched. Uh, sorry, For All Mankind, a yeah. original TV series on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. came back season two. Now, this is a show that Selena and I actually started watching, what, two months ago? I think like right around Christmas time, we went on like yes. an Apple TV Plus, like let's watch these series. And For All mm-hmm. Mankind was one of them. Um, you know, we talked about this, I believe, on the show before, but it really is just this alternate universe where the Soviets land on the moon first. And then Mm -hmm. it's our challenge to, you know, we want to be, we want to win the race 
to the base is what they call it. So to create a base on the moon. And now we're starting to get like details of like how they're building this base. It's basically Space Force. Well, yeah, (laughs) how and why they're building it, who's building it. Uh, So this Mm -hmm. does. So with the Soviets being the first on the moon, then it kind of expedites and it pushes forward. Well, we're going to have the first female astronaut. So that is one positive that comes out of it. Some some equal rights gets pushed into <laughs> yeah. the space um, academy exactly. there. Uh, but again, it is really just to win the race. Uh, it, it's, it's a great uh, show. The race though. to the base. Yeah, absolutely. And what's interesting is that like, they do alternate history. So in the episode, first episode of season two, they have this montage in the beginning after we've started to build this base on the moon. So Ronald Reagan becomes president in 76. So Jimmy Carter doesn't win at all. Um, Nixon maybe fit like Nixon didn't get. Yeah. I don't know if he even got. Apparently. Yeah. And the U.S. hockey team loses to the Russians. They get destroyed, which For I thought. For those who, you know, enjoy yeah. Miracle, uh, sorry. John Lennon. They, yeah, they have a thing where, like, John Lennon avoids bullets in this, like, su- in this, like assassination scare. But then so he John survived. Paul, John, is John, Pope John Paul dies. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. the first, the first intro, the the first opening of it, we did. We were around it a few times, and we're like, wait a minute, what does that newspaper say? Or like, wait, this didn't yeah. happen. We're like, what is happening? So it is really cool to see, yeah, in this alternate universe of history, what transpires. Yeah, it's compelling, and you know, we highly recommend it. And mm-hmm. honestly, again, we're huge advocates of Apple TV Plus in their shows. Ted Lasso forever. For yeah, sure. yeah, yes, yes, yes. Okay. So then transitioning <laughs> over with yeah. um, some alternate universes. So we've got two exciting movies coming out that I, mm-hmm. I, are, I just, I cannot get enough of either one of them. So let's start with uh, bringing about our childhood arcade game lover, Mortal Kombat. Oh, Wow. The new Mortal Kombat trailer came out, the Red Band trailer. Um, If you're someone who just can't wait and want to see what this is about, the trailer is awesome. If you're someone like our producer, Alan, who doesn't like trailers uh, and just (laughs) wants to watch the movie when it happens, which I totally respect, you know, then don't watch the trailer. But like, it shows you so much in this trailer. The fatalities, the characters are back. Like, I feel like they show too much. Like I'm, I'm amped about this no. movie now. No, 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 no. But you get all I your, you get a lot of your favorite characters. <laughs> you get like the origin of Jax of how he lost his arms. Uh, mm-hmm. Sub Zero is this like highly trained assassin that nobody knows what the hell is going on. And there's like yep. a scene where he, where he freezes somebody. Or, like he like, how do I explain this? He like, there's like blood that comes out from a victim and then the blood freezes and he grabs the blood in midair and it becomes like a blood knife and then he kills mm-hmm. him with that. It's just insane. Some of this stuff. And then you get a little this scorpion sub zero, you know, action at the end. Yes, and this is for everyone out there who may not know about this because this is 26 years in the making. Wow. Okay. So the video game came out in 92. The movie came out in 95 folks. We have been waiting for this for a quarter of a century for this wow. to come out, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, yep. I, I we, just... Yeah, we got... Yeah. We got Katana, we got... Uh, uh, Luke Kang, Raiden, Sub-Zero. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh Sonya, my God. Who, who's Johnny your favorite? Cage. Who's Johnny your favorite? Cage. I would say... Um, 
I don't. I feel like Sub Zero is an enemy, of course, and then Liu Kang, just because he was kind of like the main guy. Like the I, hero so, whenever the I played this game, I would always uh, be Katana with the mm. the cool fans and all yeah, of her yeah. power moves. Oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah. Well, like Liu Kang, they have like a scene where he like raises the fire up, and like they show like his ability. Um, oh, the only person we didn't see is Johnny Cage, and like some are saying that well, the main character now that could be Johnny Cage. Or he could be a part of Sub Zero, so they focus on a character who be's like who's like human, if you will, but has this like dragon tattoo uh, for Mortal Kombat, like the Mortal Kombat symbol. Um, and now there's this huge tournament, and he's going with it, and he's being recruited. Um, and yeah, it just seems like they're not holding back on any of the action. No, I'm so excited. And so this is uh, so this is directed by uh, Simon. McQuoad, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Okay. And it looks like he doesn't have a lot to his name. So this is kind of like a big debut uh, for him. I mean, I, I don't know what type of fans he may think he's coming into this with, but expectations are high. Uh, yeah. And also on top of, the, on top of 26 years, uh, you know, waiting, we've had... I'm, it just feels like an absurd amount of, you know, different trailers or movie montages of like, this is the second Mortal Kombat. Even when, like, mm-hmm. when I brought up the trailer to you, I was like, there's a new Mortal Kombat trailer. And you were like, is it real? Right. Because we've seen so many faux ones out there. And I'm like, no, 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 this one's real. It's really happening. <laughs> yeah, it looks, it, it does look awesome. It comes out April 16th and it will be on HBO Max if you guys have that. And we in will theaters. be watching it. But we yeah. know that HBO Max is releasing uh, or Warner Brothers is releasing their films simultaneously in theaters and on HBO Max. So definitely, uh, well, see, we're we're excited about this. Yeah. What's the second? second so then uh, we've got Justice movie? League. Speaking of Warner Brothers, yeah. the Snyder uh, Cut. We get a finally a look at an infamous Snyder Cut, where mm-hmm. it looks like Jimmy Leto is going to be in there as the Joker. Yes. Um, the movie, the Justice League, had some elements to it. Like again, Wonder Woman was great in it. Uh, I thought the flash was great. Jason Momoa was still charismatic, but still a little goofy. Um, you know, S- Superman was kind of was, I don't know. It just, it seemed a little bit of a mess. Like it had the elements there, but it didn't quite go all the way. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm excited though. Like this. So yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's, Batman, it's, it's, it's dark. It's, you know, there's, we all know the storyline, but like, let's, let's bring them all together. I'm very excited for Jared Leto, uh, you know, being the Joker, uh, happy for this one, uh, you know, seeing him in uh, Birds of Prey, interesting little or being mentioned in that one. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I bring it, bring it. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's bring this together. Let's do it. Let's get it going. Yeah, uh, so then absolutely. and then we have so we only have a sneak peek of this. But boy, was I excited. Two yeah, probably, of some of my yeah. favorite people coming together. Oh my god! Yeah, some of, some of the biggest news I feel like of the past week happened, um, mm-hmm. and from like an Instagram story from the one and only talented Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. Yes, and who and who else? Phoebe Waller Bridge. My what? Two of, prob- two of our probably most acclaimed and like completely like a hundred percent approval rating. Oh my <laughs> god! Waller Bridge and Donald Glover. Like as far as creators are coming Love together, them their creativity, like individually, just goes through the roof. Now they're yeah. coming together. I don't even think we've mentioned in what yet, Terry. Yeah, it Selena, is a what, is, what are they? What are they rebooting? 
It is a remake of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. What? Oh my God. I'm so excited for this. Two like, highly trained assassins who are husband and wife, and they don't know that they're each assassins. But now oh. we get a Donald Glover and Phoebe Waller Bridge take. Two great comedians, two great storytellers. Yes. Two people who have become more than those titles and now have become good actors. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be on Amazon Prime. Not sure when it's coming out. I think 2022, but definitely made splashes this uh, this past week. And so go excited. look on Twitter the video. It's really short and brief, but still, uh, it's kind. Of, it's should cool. we do it here? Should we do a little uh, like our little version of that? You being we Donald should, Glover, me being we, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Should we, we do should it? Re-enact, we should reenact <laughs> it and put it on and put it on social media. Of oh us. my god, it's kind of well. They they have um you know it's a nice. I feel like that could become a challenge of of remaking that. Just because, oh, God, it's maybe yeah. 15 seconds long, but it was enough to hype the heck out of me. I was so for excited sure. for this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's that's what gets us excited, but it gets a lot of people excited, too. Um, and that's really what we got today for everyone. Some of the shows that we've been watching, what we're excited about. We gave you some good advice for relationships. Yeah. If you guys are going to plan something special for one another, what do they do, Selena? Can you know? All the way. What's up? Because because <laughs> if you go all the way, then maybe a little later, you both go all the way together, Yo if wanna. you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about sex, baby. All right. <laughs> I'll stop there. That's our show for today. Yes. Uh, and Terry, again, you through with like the notes, too. So thank you for that. My note taking is there. getting better, baby. That's what I'm talking about. And guys, we talk about guests. We promise we're having guests coming up on our next couple shows. It's going to be great. We're going to be talking some more relationship advice and movies with other couples. But thank you guys so much for joining us this week. Um, we're Selena, getting organized. Woohoo! <laughs> Anything else, babe, before we go? Uh, no. Hope everyone's having a great day and let us know what you think on what we talked about. Have a good one. I know. Put the notes in and then things stay organized and then we don't look like a mess. <laughs> yeah, we talk some real marriage moments here, Alan. All right, Selena, ready? Three, two, one. Am I doing it? Again, you didn't tell yeah, me. Yeah, you always do oh, it. Okay, oh fine. God. Do it again. Go. Communicate. Have a good one. Later. Bye. I get the last <laughs> word, Terry. God. <laughs>